This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Coach Corey Wayne, and this is my video coaching newsletter. And the topic of today's newsletter is going to be, how do I meet a high-value woman? Well, this particular question is from a, uh, a guy. Really, inter- I don't know the guy personally. We just follow each other on social media. And what I love about this guy, he's big in the gun community. He's pro-Second Amendment. He's a veteran. Obviously, cares about the country. He's a big patriot. And so... From that perspective, his outlook politically, we tend to be very similar because obviously he posts about his views and so do I. And so he sent me a message and so I assume it's he's single. And so this guy, obviously he loves guns, probably loves to hunt. Or actually, I know he loves to hunt because I've seen some of his videos. He likes to fish. He likes to be in the water, likes to be in nature. He's basically a country boy. And so I've had a lot of phone sessions over the years with guys that are in similar situations, guys that are very successful, very well off, and they live like on a lake somewhere and they've got a bunch of acreage, but there's like 10 neighbors within 10 miles of where they live. And so if you're a single guy and you live in a big house on a lake and you want to have a teammate, a female teammate with you that loves that kind of lifestyle and you got maybe 10 neighbors within, you know, 5, 10 miles of you, it's going to be hard. You're, in other words, you're fishing in a pond that doesn't have a lot of fish. Like my, uh, my uncle, when he, he and his, his, my aunt retired probably about 10, 12 years ago at this point, one of the things he'd always wanted to do when he retired was get a boat so he could fish. So he got a boat, got a depth finder, had, had all, all the gear. And so we talked to different people that lived in his community because the place where he lived has a bunch of boat slips. There's a lot of people that like to fish there. And my aunt and my uncle are very social. And so he got to know him. And, hey, where, where do I catch tuna? Where do I, I catch pompano? Where, where, where do I catch different types of fish, really good fishing spots? And so they told him. And I remember going out when they first moved down here. And we would catch pretty regularly all kinds of really good fish to eat. We'd go back, clean the fish, throw them on the barbie, cook them up, maybe sometimes pan fry them. And it was delicious because it literally, hours before, was swimming in the ocean, and now it's on your your dinner plate. That's like the, the best kind of fish. But what's interesting about that is like now, all those places where he used to fish, it's like there's nothing there. He goes, he puts a... Puts his bait in the water, trolls, like nothing. He gets no bite. So the fish have moved. They're in different places. And so you got to think of dating as kind of like fishing. You need to go where 
the fish are. You need, in this case, you need to go where the women are. And since this guy's a country hillbilly type, he probably spends a lot of time in nature and a lot of acreage, shooting, hunting, blowing things up occasionally with some tannerite and some other things. So he's probably going to, you know, so what is a high value woman to somebody like that? Really, it's what I consider a high value woman. You who's watching the video, what you consider a high value woman, and obviously the guy that asked me the question, it's it's different for all of us. So the important thing, it's like anything in life, you got to, what's your outcome? Well, what do you want? You got to know what you want. And then you got to know why you want it. In other words, what emotion compelling reasons do you have to motivate you to seek and create the life and lifestyle you want? Or in this case, the type of future relationship you want. You got to think of, it really boils down to setup. And so you're meeting a woman. It's not like, you you know, when, what do people typically do when they're young? Oh, let's go to the bars. Let's go to the nightclub. That's where all the single people are. If you're in college, it's like you go to the fraternity party because the sorority sisters are all there. And so there's a lot of girls. There's a lot of guys there. It's a target-rich environment. There's a lot of fish in the pond where you're fishing. But as you move beyond that stuff, like this particular guy, he doesn't drink either. So he's not going to go to bars and nightclubs and stuff like that. And so what you want to do is you want to create a lifestyle for yourself. You want to get to a place where you're happy being single. You're happy being alone. You love your time alone. You love your life. You love your hobbies, your interests, your family, your friends. And so when you're not working, doing whatever your, your life's work is, is you want to spend your life in your own way. You want to be doing the things that you love with other like-minded people. In other words, you want to lose yourself in your hobbies and your interests and your passions. And you want to join organizations or clubs that where there's other like-minded people hanging out. Like this particular guy, obviously he likes to boat. Seems to have a boat. Assume he likes to fish. He likes to be on, around, near water. So something like that. Maybe join a boat club or a yacht club. Like where I live in South Florida, there's a bunch of different yacht clubs. And what's cool about the yacht clubs is it costs money to get in there. And it's not cheap to join a yacht club. And not everybody that it joins the yacht club actually has a boat. But even though the Yacht Club has boat slips around it, but they join it for the social community, the social aspect, because they meet other like-minded people. Because when you're just an average regular dude like I was, average pasty white guy from Pompano Beach, Florida, and then you move through life and you have a certain group of people that you grow up with, what oftentimes happens is you become more successful is that you often will outgrow a lot of your friends. It's like, especially if you have friends that don't have a lot of money and you don't have a lot of money to start out with, and then you become very successful and very well off. Some of your friends are going to have a hard time relating to you. And some people that you thought were your friends, they're happy for you. They want you to be successful, but they're not going to react too well when you become more successful than they are. And so what happens is as you get older, your your social circle tends to shrink. You're like, I'm 53, I'm going to be 54 in a few months. And I like peaceful, easygoing, easy to get along with, no drama. I like to have a good time. I don't want to stress too much. I did all the crazy stuff when I was in my 20s and 30s. And I think in terms of myself now, it's like I'm more like a turtle. I'm going to take my time with everything. And so life 
is about setup. And so when you're living your life, it's like you're not going out to meet a woman or to find a high value woman. It's you got to become the kind of person you want to attract. You got to become what you want in another person. And because like attracts like people that like the same things tend to like each other. So if you like to hunt and fish, hunting clubs, fishing clubs, because even though there might, you know, especially like in the gun community, there's more dudes than there are girls. But the thing I noticed that like when I got into shooting and training a lot with my friends in South Florida, some of the guys I train with are former special forces guys and they're really good at what they do is that I've, I found that a lot of them, or most of them, I should say, are high-character, family-oriented guys. And they tend to be, a lot of them tend to be married, or they live with their girlfriends, they got kids together, and they do family-oriented type things. They're high-character people. And so I made a lot of new guy friends, and those guy friends, when you become friends with people, they invite you to do things together socially. Hey, I'm having a barbecue this week, and you should come over. Hey, I'm having you know, I'm go- taking the boat out this weekend, or hey, we're going to the yacht club, or hey, we're going to the beach club, or hey, I'm going to the country club. Maybe if you, maybe you're in the golf, you join a country club. The point being is you want to lose yourself in your hobbies and your interests and things you love doing for fun. Because when you're having fun, when you're proud of yourself, when you're proud of your life, because if you're not proud of your life, it's going to be pretty hard to convince a woman to want to be excited about your life when you're not excited about it. And so when you're doing things that you love and enjoy with other like-minded people, what's going to happen? You're going to be happier. You're going to smile more. You're going to be more outgoing. You're going to have more things to talk about. You're going to feel a sense of ease and delight and peace. And so that's when you're going to be most attractive. When you're smiling and you're having a good time, women are going to notice you. And like this particular guy, he's got a huge, much way, way, way bigger YouTube following than I have in his YouTube channel. And so he has a huge network effect. And so it's really about becoming a man of value. If you want to attract a high value woman like this particular guy, I would assume that he would like to meet a woman that also is pro-gun, that likes to shoot. She's probably going to be a country girl as well, probably family oriented, probably tight with her mom and dad, grew up on a farm maybe, grew out, had, had a lot of land, maybe they used to hunt, maybe she still does, she loves guns. She's fit, she's in shape, she likes to boat, she likes to do all of those kinds of things. So it's like, where are those type of women? They're typically not going to be at the bar or nightclub. Just something simple like, hey, one of their girlfriends is having a baby shower or whatever. And they go in to hang out and maybe you meet a girl at a baby shower for one of the dudes that you meet in the gun community or somebody that you have on the podcast that you befriend. So it's really a part of what you do for fun and how you live your life and the people that you do it with. So you want to fall in love with your life. You want to fall in love with your social activities and the things that you do for fun. And like in this case, because women love men that are confident and competent at their job. And like this particular case, this guy's very successful. He's done real well with his YouTube channel. So it already it's like, you know, why why is it that women fall for like these dirty, hippie looking rock stars that look like they haven't bathed in a week and just throw themselves at them and line up to have sex with these guys? And it's because being on stage, being a leader is taking a lot of risk. That is masculine energy. That's living your life without fear. 
because confidence comes from being competent at your life. Like give an example, like when I was in real estate, we advertised on TV. We had a very successful real estate and mortgage company and just the nature of the business. It was a very social business. We would go to a closing and oftentimes we would see the same, we'd go to the same title companies. We would get to know the title agents. And oftentimes when I was in real estate, there'd be a really cute title agent doing a closing. And so just in the nature of doing my business, I'm sitting there at a closing table. I got my clients, got the sellers on the other side, got the sellers, realtor, and I'm there and I've got this absolutely smoking hot title agent that's giving me the eye. And so you're in a closed room with like five or six people. It's very easy. Like, you know, usually I would oftentimes get there early and then we sit in a closing room, just me and the title agent talking, flirting, teasing, joking around, creating rapport. I can tell she likes me. And by the time everybody leaves, I'm, I'm going to either already have her number or I'm going to get her number after everybody leaves and then go out on a date. I went out with a lot of title agents back in the day when I was in real estate. Also in the industry, just because we did well and we were successful, the mortgage companies would send in their account executives. Much like in the pharmaceutical industry, you have account executives that go to the doctor's office. And oftentimes I say probably 80% of the account executives for these mortgage companies, they were hot girls. And the mortgage companies know you send a hot girl into an office full of dudes that got mortgages and they're all going to be falling all over themselves to give her business, to talk to her, to, to give her a reason to come back into the office. And so sometimes I dated women that were account executives or other realtors just because it was very social. And when you spend many years working in an industry like that, you get to know the builders. And when the builder's like, hey, we got a new community open up, there's 300 lots. We're, you know, we got four model homes and we're having a party. We've got a band, we've got, we've got drinks, we've got food, everybody from the company is going to be there, a bunch of realtors are going to be there, title agents. And so we would go to these social functions and we would know a ton of people there. And when you go there and you meet people that you know, what happens, especially if they're single? Well, if you're hanging out with a title agent that you know and she's cute, she brings one of her one or two or three of her hot single girlfriends because, hey, it's free drink, free food. And then you hang out for a few hours socially and then you're, you know, us and our group of friends would break off and say, hey, we're going here, we're going there, we're going back to my place because I had a full bar upstairs. I love to entertain. And so it's like every weekend I was constantly meeting new people, guys that I could befriend and women that I could potentially date just as a side effect of living my life and loving what I was doing for a living because it was very social. And like this particular guy, it's like when you're not working, you should be losing yourself and your hobbies and your interests. You should always be doing something. You know, if you live out in the middle of nowhere and you got no neighbors, then maybe you want to think about getting like maybe a, a studio apartment or an efficiency or a one bedroom or something in town where all the action is, where, there, where there's stuff to do. Like where I live now, there's probably 40, 50 different restaurants and, you know, there's a few bars and places that you can go and hang out and listen to live music and stuff like that. And, you know, because I've lived here for many years now, like when I, when I go to different restaurants and places I know, I know most of the people there. I know the managers there. I know the waiters there. We're on a first name basis. So whether I'm going there with friends to lunch or I'm going by myself, 
I hang out. Everybody that works in the restaurant comes and talks to me. And that gives you social proof. If you're sitting there by yourself at a table and everybody that works there knows you and comes and talks to you and treats you with respect, if there's a table full of cute girls next to you, those people, because you have those relationships, provide social proof to you. And it makes it much easier to open and talk to them and just strike up a conversation. And so I've met, you know, over the years, met a lot of women just by places that I like to eat lunch or places that I go to dinner, places that I hang out. And so the point being is that when you're not working, you should be doing something fun with other like-minded people. Another thing that I used to do when I was in in real estate was we would have what we call client appreciation parties. We'd have them like every quarter. And so what we would do is we would invite all of our clients. We would have food. We would have drinks for them. And sometimes we would have raffles because the whole point of a client appreciation party is you, you want to get additional referrals. And so we'd have these little cards that people would fill out and it would just basically along the lines of, hey, if you've got friends or family that you think would be interested in our services, write their, you know, their name and number and let them know that we'll be calling them and then we'll call and give them the same level of service that you're used to. And so we would have like a raffle. And it might be a cruise or something like that. And so if you got, you know, 150, 200 people coming to your client appreciation party and, you know, you put a couple thousand dollars into buying them a nice cruise or a weekend cruise or whatever it happens to be in the raffle, people are going to be sitting there scratching their, their head. Who, who can I refer? Who's in the market for a mortgage? Who's in the market potentially buy a house or sell a house or a commercial property that I can recommend to these guys so I can get another entry into the raffle to win whatever the prize happens to be. Sometimes it was gift certificates to Home Depot or something like that. It would be kind of oriented to what we were doing. And every single time we had these client appreciation parties, not only would our clients show up, but sometimes they bring friends, family, whoever, because the whole idea was it was a social thing. It was to show our appreciation to clients that had bought from us and done business with us, but also to encourage a behavior that we wanted more of, which was them to refer people to us and so you got to think in terms of that you may have heard um heard of dan bilzerian who um they used to call him the king of instagram and you know i he i remember seeing a, a podcast and like when he he started out he had he like when he was younger he had a friend of his that like no matter where he went he approached women he said he struck out most of the time so if he approached 100 women he'd maybe three or four of them would would be single and would he'd go out with he'd date he end up hooking up with them so he had to get a lot of rejection he didn't care about the rejection because it was really just a numbers game to him doing cold approaches and obviously cold approaches like that can be be very frustrating so you want to create the conditions where you're outnumbered in other words you've got more girls around you than there are guys and the reality is is that Women like you more if other women are competing your attention. As Doc Love used to say, when kitty cats compete, you win. And so what Dan did was that he'd done, he'd done real well with poker. And he was like, I want to create my lifestyle that facilitates me meeting cute girls. And so what he started doing was he started having these parties because he lived, I think he originally lived in Vegas and then he eventually moved to LA and then he knew, got to know these promoters that had these modeling agencies and they would tell these girls, Hey, there's this giant, you know, party going on this weekend in the Hollywood Hills, this big mansion. There's going to be, 
famous people there. There's going to be all kinds of people there. And so what would happen is like he said the first few ones, he'd, he'd be like six or eight of his friends, his guy friends, and like two, three hundred women would show up. And they were all models. They were there because they had food, they had drink, just had a, a great party. And if there's if there's only like six or eight guys and there's a couple hundred women, then what's going to happen is the women are going to be wanting to talk to the the six or eight guys that are there. And since they're the only guys that are there, then they're, even the guys that aren't aren't that attractive are going to have these beautiful women trying to have conversations with them because there's no other dudes there. And it made it really easy for because women like you more when they notice that other women like you and want to sleep with you. So you got to think in terms of that. What can you do? to facilitate being outnumbered by women in your social life. So that's something you want to think of. Because especially like this particular guy is in the gun community and it's going to be mostly dudes. And so it's like a sausage fest. So maybe something like he has, once a quarter, he has a big party centered around guns or fundraising to sue the government back to try to you know keep these marxists and leftists from taking our our gun rights away because they never stop one of the things that benjamin franklin said it was reported to have said when he came out of the convention where they were trying to figure out what type of a government we were going to have one of the women says mr franklin what what have you guys given us because they didn't know what type of government we were going to get and he said a republic if you can keep it and so the government is always trying to infringe on our rights through the elite that are basically funding everything because the elite always think, and this is something that has been going on throughout all human history, that they should be determining and running and regulating every aspect of people's lives. And so this guy is very, very active in the gun community. And I think he you know, works with legislation and some of the other groups that are basically fighting back against the Marxists and the communists that are trying to take our gun rights away. And, you know, at least the last year or two, there's been a lot of cases they, they've been winning. So it's like he could have some kind of party, like maybe once a quarter, where he invites a ton of people. And ideally, because even if you invite girls, you have no intention of dating, maybe they've got pretty single friends. And so it's really about setup. What could you do to where like every weekend or whenever you have time off, you're just surrounded by other people, obviously women, and those women will bring other women. Your friends that have hot wives, well, guess what? They're going to bring the hot single girl from the office who maybe just moved to the area and has got nothing going on because maybe she'll help, you know, because women love to be matchmakers and set you up with one of her girlfriends or one of her female coworkers. But sitting alone in your cabin with your rifle, it's... <laughs> You're not, it's very highly unlikely that some hot female comes walking through your property and just happens to be hunting and you just try a conversation. It doesn't work that way. So you have to get out and participate in humanity. It's again, it's about setup. And the best thing that you can do is create the conditions where you're outnumbered by women. Maybe just have something similar, having more women on your podcast that are in the gun community with the intention of nothing more than just befriending them. But maybe you'd be open to dating their their hot single friends that they set you up with. So really it's about setup. You can't meet your dream girl sitting in a long cabin with your rifle. She's just typically not going to parachute into your backyard. You have to go and fish where the fishes or the fish happen to be. 
So if you got a question or a challenge and you'd like to get my help, go to understandingrelationships.com, click the products tab at the top of your screen, and book a coaching session with yours truly. Until next time, I will talk to you soon.